You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and today I have some very special guests and old friends in the studio for the reductions, aka Sean O'Sullivan and Rose E. Cross. They're going to be doing a back-to-back DJ set and joining me for an interview in a little bit. So stay tuned for all of that, and right now we're going to get right into the mix with Sean and Katie. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
pass auf, wo du gehst. Am Tag und in der Nacht.
are listening to Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasanick, and we've been in the mix with Further Reductions, which is Sean O'Sullivan and Rose E. Cross. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having um, So, Sean, you described that set as bummer jams about four times early in the show. <laughs> you guys are really into the bummer jams, but you're actually, you're not like, your personalities, you're not dark-seeming people at all to me. Um, so where yeah. does this where does this come from? What is the attraction to all the? I, I don't see any any contradiction there. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's life. Life is, is awful and terrifying. <laughs> that's yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, um, I think a lot of the bummer jams we like are also psychedelic. Yeah, absolutely. and I think that's the type of psychedelic that we're into. So um, maybe some people would perceive it as a bummer. But I, I think it's beautiful sounding music. I don't know. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Sean's the one who called it bummer jams. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. I like bumming people out. <laughs> this is our, his version of sarcasm. <laughs> um, so for people who are completely unfamiliar, tell us a bit about the Further Reductions project and how that started. Uh, we've been playing together for a decade and a little bit of change. Oh, really? It's been that long? Yeah. yeah. But the first, I remember the first release, it was a cassette on my friend's label. That was, what year We was did that? a seven inch actually for a- Capture Tracks um, when we were kind of developing our own version of like a um, minimal synth inspired, like synth, modern synth pop, you know? Um, yeah, when back when we had a practice space and we were trying to do like the band thing. Right. Um, I don't think trying to do the band thing. It's just if you were making music in that moment in Brooklyn, you that's that, that's what that's what was there. If you were interested in performing live music of any sort, really. Yeah, it's, luck, luckily we had like a a window into a music community that stood out to us as something very unique and welcoming and um, encouraging, just to get up on stage and sort of just perform whatever you had and that was really she's referring to the the, the weird party yeah yeah that's what i was about to mm-hmm. say we just had on the last show or the show before we had abby in here and she we talked oh, nice. about that extensively so it's it seems like most of the people who were regulars at that party also performed regularly at that party like a really creative i, I wouldn't say people. i wouldn't say most of but a lot of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You were, if you were part of the community you contributed in every way you would dj at the parties you would, you know, play live. Uh, right. So it was it, definitely part of the fun, you know? It was yeah. like, just fun. Like, do yeah. whatever. It's a small little bar. You can get yeah. up on stage. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was very encouraging for people to just make weird music with synthesizers. Whatever kind of weird music that was, it was pretty... I mean, obviously, the kind of overall tone was, you know, um, dark and gothy. But uh, it was really pretty open format. Right, you know, it, it, there were there were a lot of noise acts, obviously, but uh, you know, it, yeah, it was it was really very uh, it was very liberating, very encouraging for someone who's like also like me, who's never performed live or anything or like attempted to make music. It was really encouraging and exciting for me, and it was like that was where it started for me. Right. So, would you say that you were really into this kind of music, and then you kind of found this 
crazy party where there were all these other people who were interested in it? Or did you start going to the party and then... It was a little bit of both. Yeah. For, for me, it was more I had been collecting minimal synth records for a while and didn't really know anyone in New York was into them. Right. And then uh, well, the, my intro to the weird party was was through Sean McBride, Marshall Cantorell, and you know, yeah. Rob Lander. Um, he played at Will Burnett's, you know, the legendary Willie Burns, DJ Speculator, um, uh, his party at Rebecca Grand. Um, oh, yeah. Sean, is... Sean played there, and I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of your music. And he was like, come to the weird party, Southside Lounge. And uh, that was a really spectacularly bizarre space when it was back at Southside Lounge. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I ever went when it was there. No one did. It was it was amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, uh, like uh, uh, unspeakably lawless. Uh, totally weird. Yeah, truly weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting that such a huge community of music and people making music and getting tons of recognition have all come out of that yeah. tiny party in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the party grew to be much bigger than tiny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, for example, like when Night Jewel played there. Yeah, she was yeah. a very, um, she is a very big act, you know. Um, and the place was completely packed. It was insane. You couldn't even walk anywhere. I was DJing that night, and it was really fun. <laughs> this was, was la like, later at the at the home sweet home yeah, maybe location, of course. 2010, 2011, 2012, something like that. I think 2011, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Time. but you guys have a lot of interests musically and non-musically outside of that music. I was just thinking about Sean, your history at the bunker. I think the first time was playing at Sean No EQ. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, <laughs> did I actually play as? Yeah, I, wow. I think he did the very first time. It was actually a, some kind of collaborative party I did with wow. Peter, with Weird. And you played as Sean No EQ. That's right. I remember I miss, Arthur I told me about name. like, you got to hear this. You know, he knew I was doing a techno party. Like, you got to hear this techno DJ, Sean No EQ. Um, <laughs> and then you played at least once as part of your band, Letter Let Rest. Let Rest. Maybe played. twice. We definitely played once that yeah. uh, at, at Public Assembly. Um, is that band still active? Um, active, no. Um, not positive, not potentially active again at some point ever. Right. Okay. Not permanently unactive. Yeah. Inactive. So you didn't end the band, but you're not living in the same cities. It's, and... it's pretty hard when, yeah, I mean, Owen lives in Alaska and Sam lives in Austin. Right. So, you know, we do, we do actually get a, a moderate amount of kind of gig offers. And, you know, it's like, well, do you have several thousand dollars to get us all into the same city for like a week? Because that's what it's going to take. Right. And, you know, then, of course, conversation ends very promptly. <laughs> yeah, you need to meet um, up somewhere and then do a van tour. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, <laughs> it, 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 tours, man. You love being That's in a real. band. That's part of it, right? <laughs> all of all of the techno divas being flown Who? around, but that's, I mean, that's not the music I grew up with at all. Oh, yeah, Like, totally. never even thought of flying to a gig. Like, right. who does that? That's insane. <laughs> who can afford that? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, like, well... The, the crazy thing is now, who can afford to be in a band? Yeah. Who can afford to drive to gigs? That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Or to take time off of work. Well, yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, we I know we often have this problem at the bunker where a lot of the a lot of the music I'm into and acts I'm into are very collaborative and have multiple people 
but you're instantly adding multiple flights and yeah, possibly yeah. multiple hotel rooms, but it's not like the draw is doubled or the draw is tripled, but suddenly <laughs> right. the expense is, so it makes it it makes it very hard. Yeah, no, no, I mean to happen. I, I I do think um you know, I, I think one of the big reasons for the sort of the, the, the collapse of the band in kind of underground music uh is is absolutely due to just o- overhead. It's yeah. you know, um you you can't have a band of five people, four people, even three people, and uh, and move them all from one city to another and make money doing it. It's yeah, just, it's, it's very. You, it has to be on such a large scale, <laughs> and you can kind of only, well, not only, but mostly get to that large scale by hitting the road for years and playing shows. Yeah, which yeah, you can't no, afford totally. to do. So it's this whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rich kids, man. That's why rich kids. I love them. Love them. Love them. <laughs> they they run this piece. Um, and you also, I didn't even finish, you also played another PA, at least, I think you played multiple times solo at the bunker, but you actually played the very last party at Public Assembly, and that's... I remember that. Was that the one with Container, too? Yeah, Container, yeah. Adam Lee played, I played, it was, yeah, it was our, the last, I mean, we, I think we were there for six years, a good chunk of that was That was a week. great space. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps. I don't. I haven't even been over there for a while. I don't know what it is, but it's not. Uh, it's definitely it. not having techno parties. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, that's that's not it. Um, and speaking of taking bands on the road, I know you play as for the reductions in New York a fair amount. Have you taken this show on the road, you guys? Yeah, where else have um, you played? We've played several times in Chicago, which is always always fun. Um, usually through Bo Wanzer, one of Sean's other collaborators, um, or any of the Chicago community. Um, we played on the West Coast. We played in Berlin, Budapest, Athens. Um, Japan. Japan. We played for Rural Festival a few years ago. Um, oh, right, Rural. I really happened. enjoyed going down to Richmond, Virginia, and North Carolina, Chapel Hill, at the oh, Nightlight. Yeah, I've heard about those parties. Um, Nightlight's amazing. It was an amazing time. We had a really fun time. I'd love to do it again soon. Um, and Katie, you have, you've, I know you've been working on solo music and playing solo sets. Yeah, you very, very slowly. Yeah, you haven't Sorry. released a lot yet, <laughs> <laughs> but you did have a track on Lost Soul Enterprises last year. Yeah. We were on our last show. Do you have more studio stuff coming or are you focusing more on I'm trying to focus on that um, because every time a live set just takes away so much of the focus and like unplugging all the gear and all this stuff and um, but I've played live sets where I'm like oh I just want to go home and like record that right away yeah Um, so I'm still kind of you know eight months into that it Uh, takes the last time I played live so uh, yeah I'm still um kind of in that process and figuring that out but I'm also just in the mood to sort of improve my space the working space because that's super important to me Um, just to have a beautiful clean organized the studio uh, can be a little haphazard maybe do you do you two share a studio space and share gear yeah it's our apartment yeah, I know, but do you, do you have? <laughs> I guess our listeners don't know that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's just like a big, <laughs> a giant IKEA table, and then another little crappy IKEA desk next to it, and just tons of stuff. You know, we have vintage since with like the cable wrapped around it, leaning against the wall, and you know, I'm working to sort of 
professionalize our environment a little bit, just like make it a little everything more usable and just connected. And I'm against professionalization. Okay, that's it's the function, wrong word. Functionality's nice. It's the wrong word. That's not <laughs> what I meant. There was I something. Need, there I was, just need some semblance of sanity. You know. Yeah. There was something when I borrowed your 101 for Jason Loveland. I can't remember what it was. It's like didn't come with a power cord. We need to find batteries. Something. Sounds about kind of right. funny. Yeah. Well, no, well, like, like, like a, this piece of tape needs to be on here just right with the, these batteries. The the battery, uh, okay, couple things with it. One <laughs> is that it had Bo Wanser's um, notes for gigs that we've done together. Bo has a very unique method of uh, of notation where he puts different colors of tape all over the synthesizers with notes on them. It is beautiful. It's it's the rainbow. Right. Um, so it was. It's covered in tape, and then the the issue was the battery, um, the the case for the battery on the back of the one hundred and one was like I couldn't get it. Someone had done something dumb. It's been lent out many times. Yes. Um, so there's a, there's always a caveat when you borrow gear from the further reduction studio. It works, kind of, which is kind of per- kind of perfect for Jason Loveland actually. Yeah, yeah. Give it to him ten minutes before it goes on here. It kind of works. I can figure it out. Um, uh, but it all worked, right? It worked. Yeah, he played a great set. It's cool. Um, so maybe we should talk a little bit about your interest outside of music. So you guys seem to have many, at least that I know about. Sean, you brought some focaccia to the studio. It's, yeah, it's going by your Instagram. It seems like you've gotten really, really into baking. Fred. I was into baking very obsessively uh, uh, about well, like uh, I started baking probably nine years ago, eight years ago, and then Katie went gluten free, so I kind of had no reason to bake for a while. <laughs> um, but in the last like year, 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 year and a half, uh, I, I've kind of taken taken the the, the hobby back up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a far better baker than I am a musician, so. Yeah, I mean, the bread looks super amazing. Maybe we should hold it up to the camera later. It's um, <laughs> it's <laughs> instead really of watching tasty. you, TJ. Um, it's, it's now the only bread that I'll eat, actually eat. Wow. Are you, you're just baking in a, like, standard gas oven yeah, in your yeah, apartment? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I have a pizza stone that's in there for, uh, for breads that go directly on the pizza stone. Um, if I'm baking like a boule, then that's baked in, um, you know, in a, in a Dutch oven. Um, and uh, everything I do is wild yeast. Um, <clears throat> so I, I actually I do use commercial yeast sometimes for certain certain breads, but most of what I do is wild yeast. So I have my starter, which feeding it is um, part of my 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 daily ritual. Um, it's my pet. It's relatively low maintenance, but it, it can be stressful. <laughs> You know, if I forget to feed it, then, you know, maybe it might, it might take two or three feedings to get active again, to, you know, to uh, active enough again to bake with it. Right. So. But you said, you said earlier you're baking pretty much every other day, at least. I, I yeah, yeah. I bake, um, yeah, like two to five times a week. It's impressive. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's very, it's very therapeutic, actually. Um, hands on dough. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, my my money job is I, I write indexes for uh, <clears throat> for like uh, academic textbooks, uh, medical journals, things like that. Um, so doing things that get me out of all, like it, not in front of the screen and in physical spaces. Yeah, it's, it's that's 
uh, good for me. Yeah, I think that's good for everybody not staring at the computer screen all day and then trying to make music staring at the computer screen. Oh uh, yeah, that's I mean that's the, the that's the most twisted thing to me that like, you know, I spend so much time on it, like so much time on the computer, so much time in front of screens like <clears throat> to have my one of my primary creative practices do be, be you know to involve more of screens seems horrible, which is why you know, we like hardware. We like Boxes and right. cables and wires and faders and all those things. Right, and you work at Control as well. Yeah, since shop in Brooklyn, I noticed you did, you didn't mention that as the money gig though. That's <laughs> is that a negative? No, that that, that that just pays for my synthesizer. <laughs> right, I that's, imagine that's, that's probably the case. It seems that's to indentured be the case. servitude. It's <laughs> yeah. Everybody I know who works there, like, do they ever have to cut checks or is it just? Uh, it, it, no, it's it, it's all it's all very professional. I get, I get my 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 Friday pay payment from Gusto, <laughs> uh, you know, automated uh, payment, whatever. Um, no, it's I mean it's totally legit and on the books and and. Oh no no, I meant that. I just I just <laughs> meant that the I would think the majority of money that they're paying to their employees is going right back into. I mean, I worked at a record shop. I know how yeah. this works. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's certainly a bit of that going on. Yeah. Um, um, and you also, you both, it seems like you got really into natural wine in the last couple of years. Is that more yeah. your thing, Katie? Or, I mean, I know it's you're both. It's definitely more my thing, for how did, sure. How I'm still happen? not uh, <laughs> any kind of sommelier, um, but I just, it's it's a hobby. It's a passion. Um, I, I work sometimes, or most of the time, actually, in service, um, and it's a place that serves natural wine. So... Um, it was one of the things that I gravitated towards and discovered and found very delicious. And now it seems to be such a movement. Um, yeah, no, it's it's huge. And it's awesome that there's so many good places to find it in New York, uh, bars and wine shops and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I kind of think living in New York in a way has actually stunted my knowledge of natural wine because I don't... It's like you almost don't need to learn that much about it. You just, it's like finding a really good record store. You can just, if you yeah. know where to go to get the good go stuff. Go to Four you just, Horsemen. Yeah, you just know. Go to Thirst Wine Merchants, Discovery Wines. Oh, I don't know Thirst. Where's that? It's in Fort Green. It's oh. one of the best, one of the best shops for sure. Hey. Yeah, delicious. Um, hot tips here on Red Bull Radio. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting wine. bread tips, wine tips, <laughs> synthesizer tips. Um, well, before we get back into the mix, do you have any upcoming gigs, releases, or projects, anything you want to um, shout out? Yeah, I'm looking forward to working with my friend Lily Shoulder, a.k.a. 51717. We yep. have a collaborative project called PPG, and we're trying to really, at the moment, schedule time together in the studio. <laughs> she has an album coming out soon. So everyone look out for that. I'm really excited to hear it. It's 51717. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, coming out on... Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's coming soon. I'm really excited about to hear that. Um, we're working on that. Um, working on my solo stuff. Um, we have a, like three years worth of music or music from three years ago that we worked on together. Um, as for the reductions that will be coming at some point, um, I just have to finish up some vocal takes. <laughs> and Sean? I don't know. There's always stuff You've going always on. You've always got stuff cooking. I, I actually okay. try to forget about it, so that way I'm surprised when it comes out. Like, oh, I, oh, I did a record. It's out. <laughs> um, 
I, I try to extract just little shards of joy through, through whatever kind of brutal measures I can in this in this uh, wretched existence. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, and with that, um, are you guys ready to get back into the mix? We've so. got sure. about 45 minutes left here. Okay. Cool. So we're going to get back Great. into the mix with further reductions here on The Bunker New York on Ripple Radio. Oh, 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 oh. 
listening to Red Bull Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with further reductions. Uh, we're about to come to a close here. We have about four minutes left. Thanks for tuning in. Again, you've been listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. <laughs>